Hello, beautiful souls. My name is Diane Lang. I am the owner and founder of Wisdom of the Akashics. You can find me on Facebook under Spiritual Wisdom 101. And I'm a an advanced Akashic record consultant that specializes in universal law, understanding how to navigate the human journey through spiritual law and um, ways to just manage your life better in the physical world and then how to show up as the higher version of yourself that you truly seek and desire to be and that includes happiness and joy and forgiveness and compassion and fun and and all of those things which is what the exciting part of the human journey is about so i'm going to test this recording and find out if i can sit here and sit back like this and have you guys hear me and i'm going to just um put this out there in a way and find out if there's an audience for this um i certainly get asked a lot of questions and have a lot of discussions about it and so i think it's a great topic to keep open uh, for people to you know learn from and consider and then you know for myself i'm always learning um, from teachers and coaches and guides and healers and all of that part give me one minute please so i'm going to do one more quick test um because i've kind of got in my little nook um, one thing that I can talk about with people is how to function in the best way you possibly can while living under the cloud of something, be it depression, chronic pain, grief, sadness which they all end up intertwining and especially if they start to take up a lot of your energy and life force because once you're grieving then you can end up in overwhelming sadness which then you can end up in depression which you can end up in uh, insomnia so what i'm saying is often once a person enters that situation in one way they'll have it show up in others especially if it continues for any length of time that's when it starts to layer and um you know fan out into other areas i guess is the way i would say that i've been someone and um i'm really cognizant of what you say out loud so i i really hesitate to make a statement that sounds like you're affirming something like i live with chronic pain um but in the physical world that is a, is a truth and it's a truth for many people so you know there's two thoughts it's never you know in the laws of the universe you don't affirm pain you affirm wellness and in the physical world, it's like, yeah, well, thanks for that. Well, I can't step out of my bed without my knees collapsing or something. So it's, the, it's that lesson and it's that continual practice of 
keeping your mind ahead of the game as best possible to actually navigate that place that you're in and that we're going to talk about it from a standpoint it's not a feeling good place it's where a person wants to go it's where a soul wants to go um you know nobody would have chose incarnation and then came here and then been sick and stressed and poor and angry and all of that by the intention of the soul uh, some people can talk about that you would be coming back to correct karma. Uh, maybe you or something is happening to you very seriously because of a karmic effect, which is true. Um, in the work that I do in the Akashic Records and what the soul has, ex um, the word isn't expanded, but um, I guess has came to a place in the soul information that um, that you karmic an eye for an eye is actually third dimensional karma it's human karma it's not soul karma and because if you believe in other lifetimes and you feel you've incarnated um well you could have been any sort of bloke in that lifetime good bad or otherwise in between Everybody that's in a hu human and wakes up with the pulse and then does it day after day, year after year after year, will have a massive amount of experiences inside of their daily life added up times 365 times whatever, right? So that's why when we're so, we can be so judgmental in the moment when we really know nothing about why that person is the way they are at that moment in time. And if you want to contribute to the earth being a better place, start showing up as a better person in it. That's a bottom line for me, for people especially that want to stay stuck in separation and judging people from uh, culturally, religiously, all that type of stuff, and, and then expect the world to be different. It's like, no, you have to decide that you're on the side of the fence that isn't inclusive, and so quit asking for a world that is, is how I would suggest you may consider looking at that. It's one thing to just be honest about where you're at, but if you're asking for a different result than the energy you put out into the world, you're never forgiven, forgiving, you're never, you know, you're not kind, you're um, not a very nice person, you're very judgmental, you're greedy, you're, you know, screw around on people, whatever it is that that's going on inside that person. There's a human story that's taking place that has mistakes in it because you're human. <laughs> and anyone that suggests they don't make one is probably would be found in the dictionary under a form of narcissism. Narcissism? Um, whatever that word is said correctly, in the fact that it, it's ridiculous to say you don't make mistakes and you're human. I mean, it's and to try to achieve a lifetime without making them and being human is also it's a it's not a valor attempt at actually something that you're likely to get a good result from because you'll never be happy with the results. You won't be able to forgive yourself for not getting it right all the time. Nobody can get it right all the time in the human journey. It just does not happen. 
I study and work with a lot of people that really think beyond this dimension, though. They don't think of just this earth, this lifetime. They do think in reincarnation. They think of a universal experience. They think there's a galactic um, body out there. They believe in healing modalities. They maybe look at Akashic Records, all of that. But a lot of people that aren't, there yet in terms of or or not there yet that, that that may never be their journey to be there in this lifetime but that's not the journey they seek to go learn about they're like boo what did that girl just put a you know tinfoil hat on her head when she talked like that but in actuality in 2019 that's not the case anymore because very many of us want to understand and are seeking the soul story but if you're very physical and very third dimensional and you're very just about this lifetime you still can choose to be a really good human being in this lifetime regardless of what's going on out in the world because you get to choose how to behave. You get to choose to be kind. Other than when you're getting programmed not to, that's a completely different discussion. I could actually talk about that for a long time. Um, and I will one day. Um, but it takes an accountable person to say, yeah, I don't really put anything good in my mind, my thoughts, my body, my attitude, my efforts out into the world. No problem. That's just who your soul is showing up as. But don't ask for results that are better than that. Don't ask to be treated with respect if you don't give it. Don't be surprised if you're not shown kindness if you never show it. Don't be surprised if you're judged for things because you're judge if you're judgmental, which most of us think we're not, we think, oh, I was just sharing what I thought. No, it's generally, it's judge. If it's about another person, in particular, very chances, high chances, it's judgmental because we don't know their journey. We don't know what actually goes on 24 hours a day in their life, let alone any other lifetime. We don't know what they were treated like as a child. We don't know who's harmed their soul in some way or hurt them. We don't know if they've taken abuse so much, especially if it's 20, 30, 40, 50 years old. It was so so swept under the rug that there's all of these adults that are really messed up because of it because people didn't listen to a child telling them things weren't right that's dramatic for a soul to to get beyond but it, actually you can and you certainly can get to a better place in it that it will require work. It'll require working with somebody likely. It'll require getting help, surrounding yourself with the right people, understanding that the lack of forgiveness is actually holding you hostage, not them hostage. And if people got that one piece really clearly, that actually me hanging on to something in the past that's painful is actually holding me hostage. It's not hurting them. It's hurting you. And so it actually serves very little purpose. And um, sorry, I just got something. I thought my um, notifications were off and it interrupted me. I hope that didn't come through on the audio. Shoot, I don't like that. I got, it takes me off my thought. Um, so, but yeah, so, you know, it, it's, 
the, the fastest way to start to make changes in your life is to actually start by asking yourself questions, paying attention. What do I think? How often am I spouting off about other people, other nations, other governments, other etc., etc., etc.? And if you live inside of the mainstream television, entertainment, and news, you're pretty much programmed. You might want to go watch The Matrix or something that says, or go watch that show where that guy is, um, I think it's Jim Carrey or somebody. He lives in a world that's actually being filmed all the time. It's not real. It's and I in that work in that particular movie he I believe lived in a very peaceful existence um, but nonetheless there's different shows out there that would demonstrate that but the matrix um, in the sense that everybody gets robotic when you get fed the same information it's literally they're turning you into a robot that manages your thinking more than you do in the end well, I'm not willing to give that up. I'm not giving that power over to people that, that have, are nice and that have raped and pillaged us for 100 or 200 years and, um, you know, control a lot of the food in, food out. But you know what? I get to choose what television station, what radio station, what channel I'm going to go for my entertainment and news. And I'm personally, and this is an opinion now, I am personally so turned off of Hollywood entertainment and the entertainment industry because there's a lot of dark coming inside of that industry that's going to probably potentially get exposed if somebody really actually tells it like it is but most humans don't really want to know but i'm very picky about who i will even watch because if they don't stand up very well as a human being i don't care what kind of movie they're in there are thousands and hundreds of thousands of movies and videos and podcasts and options I could go choose versus somebody who doesn't speak up against abuse of some kind or who um, takes advantage of people inside of the industry or whatever right and this is the this is the part of me that feels judgmental but it's i have a strong feelings about it because they've um they've done a lot of bad shit in there and unfortunately there's a good lot of them that don't even recognize how badly they were used um but when you stand up or you try to fight against somebody that wants to disclose wrongdoing and you fight against that person you just picked a very strong side of the fence to me, and I won't go to a single movie that person has anymore. I won't attend their energy with mine because there's too many options. Now, if somebody can say, yeah, blah, blah, we only have cable, blah, blah, what? you know what? Just take responsibility. Just be accountable for what it is you let feed your thoughts, your mind, you know, do you watch things that are optimistic? Do you include fun and laughter in your life? Do you sit and endlessly get upset about the economy, the market, the politics, the corporations, the governments? They've all taken advantage of people very badly, but they'll continue to do it if people stay in separation 
versus getting united and saying, no, we're not going to let you guys take our humanity away when there's like two or three percent of you on the earth. One of the strongest sentences I felt like I've said my whole life, and I have to live up to this myself. I get hard on myself if I find myself slipping or sliding or ending up in a conversation where I just sat through gossip or I got involved in it. I'm human. It happens. But I'm very cognizant about, okay, I don't like that. I don't want to do that. Or I say, you guys, can we talk about something besides other people? Like it throws a hook it into a table, but you want to know what happens. If those people are pretty good people, which really most are, unless they're really stuck in that place, they'll say, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. And then next thing you know, they're talking about cars or they're talking about entertainment or they're talking about music or they're talking about something besides each other and people. And if you end up talking about a topic and still talking about people, you're still kind of in the mix, but at least it would be potentially a forward, a step forward movement versus none at all. Like if nobody says nothing, it's really, really discouraging to expect change to come from that. That's why I stay home so much and I've gotten to a very inverted state in life and I don't know what exactly my purpose is except I know that I have some things that I have can share with by speaking and with my words and because I am somebody who um, has not risen above the challenge that I've had in chronic pain and grief and depression and uh, things like that that I've struggled with a good lot of my life and I've walked around with a smile on my face for most of it so it actually isn't something people find common about my personality but I said something recently along the lines of a smile somebody because somebody has a smile on their face does not mean they're hurt they're not hurting on the inside it means they can manage having a smile on their face even though they're hurting on the inside. That's different. I get emotional. Just saying it, I get emotional because I've been the person that wore that mask very well. And so then you got, you get into a role of, well, um, where am I authentic then? I'm, I, you know, I basically walk around like everything's okay. And a lot of times it's not like that. Part of that is survival and all of that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when you really are coming out in the world very differently than you feel on the inside. And because we judged depression and made it something what people would be could be ashamed of, and how could it, somebody like me be going through that? And the judgment of what's he got to be or depressed about, or what has she got to be depressed about? You don't know the journey they've truly walked. You don't.
don't know how close they were to somebody they lost. You don't know how many people have stepped on them. You don't know how many times they've not spoken up for themselves. You don't know how many times they've maybe drank themselves to sleep and you don't even know they drink. Like it's stop the judgment. Because every one of us, if we just walked over to the mirror, would say, I have 365 days times 365 days times 40 years, 50 years, 55 years, 19 years, 24 years. The speed at which kids and young people on the earth are learn and are provided information compared to 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 50 years ago. I mean, be compassionate. You know, it's like we acknowledge that. So when I find myself getting upset about something, I'm very, that tells me, Diane, you're attached to the, something right now because otherwise this wouldn't be upsetting you. Because then I can take a breath, I can go, yeah, you're right. I don't know why that person just did that. I don't have any idea why that person just drove like a mad person down the road or was rude to the teller or why I was rude to the teller or um, is hurting on the inside or is... Um, God forbid, I mean, just not even feeling well. Got bad news at the doctor's office. Like, we don't know. And so, you know, I'm not perfect at any of this, but I think that if more of us made a conscious effort to process thought, like through a process, who do I want? to be sitting around? What kind of discussions do I want to be in? Am I going to stay quiet if I hear something inappropriate? I have deal breakers. And most of them are words which start with certain letters. You know what? Because if you don't have any deal breakers, well, it's a free-for-all. It's a free-for-all for, -all for P I, I have I have a potty mouth that drops F-bombs. Mostly F-bombs over really any other swear word. But I have to make a conscious effort to stop doing them. And some of us have been talking together for so long and we all use them that some of it is like, I'm really good when I'm talking to this person, but I get on the phone with this friend and it's like, F this, F that, really, you know, you know, even if it's jokes, you know, did you see that photo of that? And so it's like, you know what? If I'm going to have a fault, I'd rather have it be F-bombs and watch somebody be disrespectful to somebody and say nothing. If I'm going to have a character flaw, mine's going to be an F-bomb. But I don't want a character flaw of watching somebody be disrespectful and abusive to a child and say nothing and go home and have popcorn. I don't sleep well if that happens. And I don't really sleep well anyways. So that's just another part of the story. So how do you stay sane in all of it?
What do you do for a living? How do you bring money into your life? How do you manage at the end of the day when everything is, feels challenging and difficult? Well, for one, if you're even listening to this, if you're breathing, and unless you're out there literally peeing in people's cornflakes all the time, chances are you're just a, just a soul that's in a little bit of too much human pain. But you can actually bring yourself out of a lot of it by being different in some way. By choosing optimism over pessimism. By choosing to hold the door open and then walk straight through. By choosing to send someone a note and say something nice versus sarcastic. By choosing to say, I don't want to text anymore because things always get confusing when we text. So important things we're only going to say in person, okay? And people that date should make that like a golden rule. I, I seriously, a golden rule. More people have talked to me about in a relationship where it was in all this confusion and flux and they said this and they said that. It was like, well, how did they, what do you mean, what were they like when they said it? Well, I don't know. They texted it to me. Oh, you can't, don't, don't. No voice inflection, no little giggle in the background, no, oh my God, you must be have a horrible headache if your voice sounds like that. It's like, it's like judging words that are put in print. It's not a good practice for healthy communication and relationships. And you could call that an opinion versus guidance or wisdom, but I can tell you that it's a common factor and then it, it can be managed immediately by just changing that piece. Just say, honey, I don't want to text. And if you're tired, let's not text at all because you get grumpy and then I take it personal. Like it's just bring more maturity to things. You know, what do I want to see when I go out in the world and then try to show up as that person. I can tell you, if you understand universal law, quantum physics, the law of attraction, vibrational energy match, all of that stuff, which is a whole nother conversation. The fact of the matter is like attracts like. That's quantum physics law. That's the truth. Opposites do not attract other than in one small few instances and, in, and basically in this dimension. You know, I mean, a magnet from metal or whatever. Um, opposite energy does not attract itself. Same energy attracts itself. Likeness attracts itself. The same vibrational note finds the same vibrational note. So the same attitude will find the same attitude. The same, and, and, if, and if it feels like that never happens for you, um, it's simply that there's not enough practice put towards it yet because you have to change the you have to change that that's happening to you like if you're somebody that goes to work and you're drained by 10 o'clock because everybody just talks and bitches and and does all that and you're down in the pit with everybody by 10 o'clock and every morning just say to them you guys I'm drained by 10 o'clock I I doesn't feel good for me to do this, so I'm going to step out of these conversations and go do what you're paid to do, which is work. Work for that company, provide the service that they're exchanging money to you for, which isn't standing around the water cooler complaining about things. 
but so what happened is that there's going to be some people in that crowd typically will say, yeah, you know what? I don't really want to sit around and do this either. I'm going to do what Diane did. I'm going to do what Joanne did. I'm going to do what Alan did. You know what? I'm stepping out of this. This isn't, I don't want to leave work empty, disappointed, upset, angry, and mad every day. And if you do, even if that wasn't the reason why, take responsibility for staying in the same job, particularly if you're not even looking for a different one. Well, where else am I going to get another job? I don't know how many of you tried getting. Well, none. Well, there's the there's your there's your score right there. So you're not trying to get another job, but you're going to spend a lot of time complaining about the one that you have. No one knows the answer to that they could get another job that has not made the attempt to go get another job. You know, and that's something that, that's where people, you can say, you know, yeah, it's kind of like a take your hit, but take your hit. That's like, yeah, that would be accurate. That's not judgmental, that's true. No, but you don't know. It doesn't matter. You've made zero effort, yet you're expecting a result that doesn't match zero change. So on a physical level, that's kind of the layman's way of saying it. And then in the etheric universal thing, it's like the law of, of vibrational matches. If you're going to be somebody that complains all the time, the only energy that can match you is energy that complains all the time. That's why those are the people that you're sitting with every day. That's why you have the same boss. That's why all of this is repeating itself. That's a, it's a different topic, and, and I want the audience to, to let me know what they want me to lean towards talking about more. I can't talk without bringing them both into the story because of who I am and how long I've been doing spiritual studies and metaphysical studies and modalities and, and numeric quantum energy information and, and the things that I do. Be, and because I have taken my journey and, and used a lot of it in healing arts and spiritual studies and stuff like that, I guess I have a different view than the average person who doesn't even know, starts out by saying, I don't even know what the law of attraction is. I probably sound like a foreigner to that person. If what I'm saying interests you around it, then keep listening to me, but then go listen to somebody that explains the law of attraction in layman terms. It's the repetitiveness of an energy that will attract the same repetitiveness. It's literally, it's, it's a molecule will be attracted to the molecule of the same vibration. So on a whiteboard, I put this on a whiteboard. And, and there's a book that's been written about it that's really fabulous. I can't think of the name of it right now. But on a whiteboard, if you walked over and you took a marker and you put a marker, say, three quarters of the way up the whiteboard and you said joy. And then you put a marker and you put a mark across towards the bottom on the other side of the whiteboard, three quarter, a quarter up from the bottom, and you put anger and shame. Those two are not even going to see each other. The joy is going to attract joy. It's going to attract the energy of people that show up with joy, that are laughing, that are fun to be around, that are more lighthearted. 
the person that has anger and shame in their story is going to have a vibrant, they won't even be able to see people in joy because they're in anger and shame. That's your vibrational match. So how do you get out of it is a whole different conversation and, and, and we'll talk about that. But that's kind of the nuts and bolts of how it actually works. The person that is in the joyful, happy energy will meet somebody that's in anger and they won't stay with them very long. And if they uphold their, their good feeling, they'll just exit that, that place. They'll leave that situation. They'll go get a different job. They'll date somebody different They'll, because that vibration does not where is not where they can reside. But the, that person will have a lot of attraction in their life that matches people that can be trusted and kind people and people that show up and give you help when you need it and friends that stand up for you and, and, and. And then the person that's stuck down in the same will have people that can stay on the phone with them for three hours and let them tell them the same thing over and over again. And that they um, sit in the judgment of, yeah, and, you know, poor me and all men are this or all women are this or, you know, nobody can be trusted and everybody's out to get you. Well, nobody that's in a high vibration can sit in that. And the person in the, in the high vibration wants to, you know, stuff a sock down the person that's happy throat. <laughs> that, well, how the vibration of people that feel good and feel happier or are in a good, good pace in their life. Don't can't stay long periods of time around people that, that are kind of stuck in their stuff, so to speak. But the, somebody that's stuck in their stuff generally doesn't even want to be around somebody happy for any length of time. And so what a person can do to look at this is how am I in all of this is just pay attention. So, who do I hang around with mostly? And what kind of person are they? And are they an optimistic person? Are they kind? Are they sallow about um, life all the time? Are they disrespectful towards women? Um, are they um, players? You know, whatever. Or I got some pretty stellar friends, actually. Um, you know, we, we all treat each other with, with respect. We have, uh, we keep our conversations optimistic. We help each other through our, our stuff. We point out things like don't stay in victim land over that, you know, like you do your venting and then you get the t a good friend will let you hear you out with the venting and then kind of say, okay, well, you know, you don't want to let that run your story or ruin your week or whatever and and so you have people that stand up for you like that you have people that say I'll be there to help you move on the weekend and they show up you hang around with people that um would check on you if you're sick um and if you don't have that in your life then start to look at finding those kinds of friends and do it by showing up as one and that's always the best way is to, you know, be the change you seek to see in the world is truly one of my favorite sentences. And I can get pretty hard on myself about the mistakes that I make as a person. And I've, I've had to talk to my own teachers and stuff about this because, 
you know, and they'll say, well, you're not going to be perfect no matter what either, Diane. And I get, you know, I'm like, yeah, but, you know, I know better and I know this stuff. And it's like, yes, but you're human and you have a bad day. And, you know, it's like the thing is if you're going to make the excuse to just go at it and go at it and repeat it and repeat it and repeat it, then that's just not accountable. But if you literally are like, yeah, you're, you had a bad day. It's not your nature to do that. And if that's true, well, then you give yourself some credit. Okay, well, then I need to figure out what triggered me so I don't do that again. And sometimes things just literally are, are button pushers. And if you find yourself in that place, you got to look at, say, okay, well, what's actually happening here? And how, one way to identify it, and, you know, usually if a lesson is, is there for you to learn, it's because it's showing up. I actually am a believer in that. Well, if I'm having this experience right now where my friend just let me down and did this or did that or whatever, then it's like, where is my energy for that to have happened to me? You know, where am I kind of, you know, maybe not doing something in my own life that's that's showing up in a way that this isn't what I want? Um, where am I? Um, I don't know, examples. Uh, where Where is it that I am maybe not being a very good friend? And chances are you'll find it in there somewhere. You really will. You say, well, you know, um how often do I reach out to my friends? Do I have any friends that I can actually rely on? And, you know, sometimes the truth is not really, yet you could get along with them really well. And what that would say to me if I was looking from the outside looking into that, I would say that that allows you to have surface relationships with people so you don't really have to step into your heart to be, be around them. And in which case, chances are there could be some loneliness or something goes along with that. Protection is taking place. I don't want to get hurt, so I'll only invite in friends that I never get really close to. Not judgment, awareness. And this is what I do when somebody works with me. And if you want to work with me, reach out and, and talk to me about sessions. Um, when we're sitting there talking and, and, you, and you start to understand this about a person, that's when, you know, when you have somebody that can help you and, and you go to somebody that can guide you to a question that says, well, what's going on there that this is happening? And then sometimes you'll find stuff happen to them at a really young age or, um, you know, two or three people in a row let them down or something. And so it's like, well, now it's on the table. And now we're not denying it. Now I'm not wearing a mask about it. And even if it's just with that person that's helping you, when you put it on the table, it's not under the rug anymore. And nothing gets healed under the rug. It just is true. You know, I have I had a saying I've used a lot in my life. <laughs> nothing heals in denial. Because there's nothing to heal. And there's nothing wrong. There's nothing to work on. And there's no problem. There's no desire to seek a solution. When there's no when there's nothing wrong, when you're denying that the issue is there, no energy is going towards it being different. That's only because you've taken it and put it on the table.
And what I think a lot of couples experience is they haven't been happy for so long. They wouldn't even know how to begin. And because it feels false, the relationship has been false for so long. Um, but one side of it is that sometimes people really aren't meant to be together anymore. And sometimes they just haven't communicated in, in a way that works for them to be together. So you go find out, you know, if you're looking at a relationship, you're questioning whether or not you want to be in, you should go inside the relationship and talk about it there first, or go get help with to how to bring it up in the relationship, but to just be robots and keep going and doing all that. And then wondering why you're depressed wondering why you don't do anything with friends anymore, wondering why you one lives in the bedroom and watches TV and one sits on the couch and nothing ever happens between you. Intimacy, what's that? That's one of the saddest things for me when I see couples that, that um, in particular, when one person has not turned the intimacy off and the other person has completely turned it off. You know, that means one person's needs are not getting met in a manner that's important. And if, it, if both parties are in agreement, frankly, we don't even care about that stuff anymore. But if one person's being honest and then they go on the internet and watch porn because of it, or they, they have a behavior because of it, well, then it's like a double-sided thing that's actually hurting you on more than one level than just open, honest communication might benefit you from, you know? And I think that if people want intimacy in their life and it's important to them, it's something that they, um, their heart should be able to have fulfilled. And um, staying in relationships as roommates is something a lot of people do and if it works go for it but then if one person doesn't fit the roommate mold then then you know a couple can look at well i don't want to move out on you but i want a relationship of intimacy and people could think that what i'm saying right now is absurd um but what i'm telling you uh, chosen unhappiness is um, is absurd to me honoring somebody's needs is not some people can can get their needs met in all sorts of different ways. I mean, that's we have an entire industries built on tip, tools and toys and 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 ways to you know at least have a form of um, response for something that that person is looking for. You know, here's an example: a couple gets together, they meet, they're both fun, they both love to dance or one of them really loves to dance and when you first meet somebody you don't want to stuff them down and so you oh yeah that's great you can dance with all the guys that you want and you're da, da, da. and that person is loyal they're honest they're not going to go around they just love to dance and then 20 years later they're at a dance at the wedding and they haven't got out of their chair for 20 years because their husband doesn't like it I, I, I have a hard time understanding that. 
that person could be on the dance floor experiencing joy with other people while you're out and somebody's insecurities are so high they've left a piece of their personal self and their joy off the table for that i don't i don't think that's healthy that's that's also falls in line of of an opinion um it, it's also something that comes up a lot most often in my experience both parties are not copacetic copacetically agreeing not to have intimacy if there's health issues it's completely different if one person's decided they don't want a sex life anymore and they want their partner to stay home and be absolutely loyal and not do anything to to, to have a, a experience or not to use toys or not to this is a very very transparent conversation now but then that would be something a couple would really you would benefit talking about honestly because that's really you're asking someone to put a side of themselves in a closet that's important to the soul growth and experience of their soul and that to me is a very selfish thing to do i know some people that are very loving very loyal totally into their families don't look around the room all the time but maybe like to go out and play pool one night a week or something and they can't because of their spouse's insecurity and that person is a nice person honest person deserves to be trusted deserves the respect that he gives his family or her family and can't leave the house because someone else's insecurity that's something that uh, that would be maybe a couple could go to counseling for because somebody that understood dynamics of a marriage, for example, might be able to help with that. Um, and, the, and the insecurity might come from, well, my first boyfriend did whatever. Well, you know, don't take your past into your presence and expect a different future. You know, that's, a, that's the progression of bringing it forward into everything. But the, it's just kind of like some human principles to give you to think about that will help you inside of that based on more of a spiritual journey, though. You know, if everybody just pays attention to what's going on on the earth and this, this is going on and they're bombing this and there's no food over there and there's all these refugees, it, like it's, it's very difficult to feel good. If you're not doing things to also look inside the other looking glass and saying there's some amazing stuff going on on the earth there's amazing technology there's amazing advancements there's more people having businesses and expressing themselves and teaching and coaching and traveling and living and there's a lot of amazing stuff going on on the earth if you watch a small pocket of information, you either don't know that or you're not seeing any signs of it. So it's like I say, go look. <laughs> you know, I try to put something thoughtful, thought-provoking, heartwarming, funny, or musical in front of my life every day. And some days I probably almost do all of them. 
some music that makes my heart sing, some sort of two-minute story where somebody was being kind and compassionate, something funny, a poignant quote, you know, watching humanity be good to humanity, something. So that I have a level of belief that isn't entirely based on the world's a mess and where it's all going to shit in a handbasket. And it feels like that. And there's aspects of it that are true. But if you pay attention to the bigger story, you look into the historical spiritual story, if you see the amount of people on the earth that are also coming to the light, standing up for themselves, not putting up with it anymore, stepping into healing and, and, and teaching work, um, the speed at which we can get information, all of that is, you know, there's some amazing stuff coming out, out of that. Amazing, amazing stuff. Talent that's being found across the world. Artists that get to express themselves in a way they would never have been able to do, not just pre the internet, but pre-communication. You know, can you imagine that at one point they just had cars on the earth less than a hundred years ago? And roads that didn't have electricity and power. And I mean, it's not been very long that it's drastically different, drastically different, you know, and then, and then we let some bad people run some shit and, and that I truly believe that's coming to an end. And, um, I, I actually won't get in political discussions with people because it's, um, it's such a small portion of it other than I'm for explicit exposure of everybody that's in the wrongdoing and start arresting some of their asses. That's, that's the part I will, will add. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Um, you can reach out to me through Facebook. Um, Diane Lang lifestyle mentor. You will find me through, I do energy work, uh, offers. I do, um, sessions in the Akashic Records. Um, we also have a marketing company that helps businesses grow. That's the technical kind of business side of my life that um, we teach how to generate business online and do all sorts of really cool stuff, giving away vacations, incentives, and all of this that stuff. So that's the other piece of me. And I do all of this at home. And I've, I'm just really coming up out of a place of, of being able to do it again. I'm, I'm convinced that I'm going to be better. I'm convinced that my chronic pain can be risen above. And if I can't rise above being in the pain, I'm committed to rising above it, letting um, it completely control my day, my thoughts, my mind, and my mood. And so when I do things that help other people, when I get in the energy of doing something where I'm feeling purposeful, my pain kind of goes away a little bit. So in asking myself, what is it I need to do? Well, then I need to do things that make me feel purposeful, that are helpful, meaningful, and of value to people.
And so those are kind of the ways I do that. And all those links are there for you. If you like the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. If there's anything you want me to expand on, you know, we have to be um, getting willing to get the feedback of what you guys did this resonate? Would you like to hear more? Is there a particular topic inside of it that you wanted to know more about? Or that girl's from Mars? You know, I'm good with all of them, actually. <laughs> and, and I really do. Um, I, I'd love to have the conversations. So God bless. Have a blessed day. Diane Lang, Wisdom of the Akashic Spiritual Wisdom 101.